everybody. Stephen Key here, and I have a very special guest. I have an inventor from Arizona. He's got a great product. Kevin's going to talk to us how he launched it, what problems he had, and hopefully we can gain some information of what not to do or maybe what to do. Kevin, thank you for coming on InventRight TV. Right on, Stephen. Thanks for having me, man. I uh, certainly appreciate what you guys are doing for Open Innovation. Um, really love the YouTube channel and all the content you guys are putting out there to help inventors like myself. Well, thank you very much for saying that. Okay, uh, most inventors see a problem. What problem did you have that you came up with a solution for? Well, I'm a carpenter for about 30 years now. Um, wondered why the headrest of my car uh, only serves one purpose back there. I suffer from a lot of upper back tension from banging nails all day long. Um, so what I did was I started rolling up towels and putting uh, various items behind my back to try and uh, ease the pain, uh, relieve some of the tension. Um, first time out, it was a straight-up bed pillow that we cut down to size and realized that it could uh, use some fine-tuning and ended up with the product we have today. It's been four years uh, in research and development to get it to this stage and uh, venturing for four years now. Okay. Well, I know what it's like to have a little back pain. I have a an issue with my, my neck at times, although I've gotten kind of over it, but it was so bad driving in the car was just, I couldn't get comfortable. And for something about that headrest and getting back, there's something about it. So hopefully you've got a good solution for people because I know a lot of us have that issue. So absolutely. Yeah. We're building a universal product for not so universal body types. All right. Good. So what do you do? You see a problem, you build a prototype, you probably, made it out of materials that you had? And when did you know that you had something? And, and what did you do next? How did you build a pre-production or a production sample? What'd you do? Sure. So there was a lot of uh, back and forth with local seamstresses. And after I realized that I wanted to add a firm uh, cylinder on the bottom, the bolster, uh, to fit in the contours of your sweet spots, I call them, your cervical curve and your lumbar curve, um, after putting those two pieces together with a softer bed pillow or regular pillow on top, uh, the attachment was the next issue. Um, how am I going to get this thing to stay in place? You know, what can I do to, uh, you know, make it uh, adjustable for different heights, for different, you know, I'm a shorter guy. Um, so, you know, anybody over six foot is certainly going to have a different setup in their vehicle. And the angle on the headrest, too, are always different. Okay. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of testing in various vehicles, hundreds of vehicles, actually. Um, but, yeah, the seamstress has helped me to uh, build a one-size-fits-all hood that goes over the headrest. Oh, nice. Okay, so you use the local seamstress, very smart. You figured it out. You got it just right. And now you want to go into production. Do you, do you call some up over in China? Or do you have someone make it here in the States? Who would you call? So we did two runs here in the States. Um, unfortunately, my local manufacturer here in Phoenix had to close his doors. He did lose his, uh, his largest uh, customer. Um, so we did seek out other vendors in California. Actually, Santa Ana had a, a nice Korean family that did do a, a production prototype for us. Um, but I ended up during that time, it was over the course of about a year, we sought overseas manufacturing. Um, so we were able to land a, an apparel sewer um, in China that we are now uh, using to scale. It's not easy to do. Is there a language barrier? 
Oh yeah, there's absolutely a language barrier. There's quality control issues. Um, you know, the production prototype and the specs, once you send those across, um, you need to make sure that the product's right, you know, the quality that you expect um, and that they're gonna be able to build, you know, scale from there. What was the minimum order? Was there a minimum order? Exactly. So we went with 500 units. We got fortunate where the minimum order quantity was not that large. Um, I know with uh, seeking packaging here in the States that minimum order quantities can be up in the range of 5,000 and above. Um, so we're not quite there yet, but we're looking to grow. Okay. Do you have your package there? Is it there? I do. So what we ended up with was a simple insert, sort of like your cell sheet. Um, it has the instructions on the back side of that. So I tell folks not to throw that away till they get used to using the product. Um, it does have a simple, easy to use, but uh, the hood itself actually acts as the carry case for when you bring it on a flight. Okay, very nice. So you're kind of a one, you're kind of a one man band, aren't you? You you probably got them. You probably have inventory in your back bedroom somewhere. You're probably shipping out the local place, or is UPS picking up at the house? How are you doing it? Exactly. Um, so yeah, the bedroom is quite full. The garage is chock full of items that were ordered incorrectly or were not to spec uh, here in the states, actually, too. As we you know got those other 500 uh, unit runs done. Um, so this is our third go around, and it's, uh, you know, I don't know that I can call myself an expert at this point, but uh, certainly reached out to packaging or a graphic designer for the packaging. Uh, that was a good move because he did an excellent job, we think. Um, and then we'll just decide if that's going to be good enough for retail if we choose that route. route. Hey, why didn't you just go on Shark Tank? That seems to work for everybody. Did you give him a call? We did. Uh, we auditioned for him up in Vegas. Uh, me along with about 800 other uh, entrepreneurs and inventors. Um, I do, I guess I have to work on my onstage presence. You know, I think they're after, it really is a production, you know, so they're after some comedy or, you know, a guy that's super sharp and uh, can answer all their questions. And if I went on there, I'd actually probably go for a licensing agreement, you know, and have Mr. Wonderful come back and pay me a couple of bucks. All right, let's thank you. I I just guessed. I guess I guessed right. So, um, oh gee, uh, let's talk about protection. What do you have? What type of protection you have? Because they everybody tells you you have to have a patent. Do you have a patent or not? I do. So for me, it was uh, a loss of a product about twenty five years ago. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into that, but about twenty five years ago, I had a working prototype on something that was in my field. Um, I felt that it did have some legs because everybody I used it in front of was actually asking me, hey, how did you do that? And I built that one myself as well. Um, six months after the what used to be patent pending or a, a disclosure document, they used to call it, uh, after that wore off, uh, you know, I had put it on the back burner like so many other people do with their ideas and inventions. And uh, something had came out that was eerily similar to my product. Okay. Patents expensive? Uh, the design patent ran me about 2400 So What's I think, you know, it was fairly expensive, but, um, you know, certainly doable to protect, protect the design on the, on the product and yeah, move forward. That seems affordable. It was wasn't bad. And actually, my patent attorney did recommend that first manufacturer we were with. Good for you. Where are you selling? 
So like I said, we sell at local fairs. Um, we do a lot here in the Phoenix area. This time of year, especially is our busy season. We get a lot of snowbirds come down, spend 15 to 20 hours in their vehicles driving, um, all with ailments, you know, as, as we get on in years, you know, we certainly uh, pick up a few hitches in our giddy up. So um, we, uh, we, we've sold over 700 units locally part-time. Oh, good for you. That's a good number. Have you reached out to any bigger distributor or bigger chain to carry that for you? And what's happening? Absolutely. So we've gotten a handful of no's, uh, you know, loves on the freeways, the truck stops and things like that, Pilot, Flying J. Um, whether we were too green and too new in our, you know, product and packaging design uh, when we first sent that out uh, could have been a thing because that was probably over a year ago, but we'll reissue it. And uh, I think it's going to land, you know, in a place like that where people are on vacation, kind of buying sunglasses and T-shirts, uh, certainly can use some comfort in their vehicles on those long trips. Yeah, perfect, perfect place for that. Uh, trade shows. Have you been to a trade show yet to show it? So, no, we haven't been to any invention trade shows or, uh, you know, travel and leisure shows, but we have been uh, looking locally at the RV uh, parks and the and the guys that do put those shows on they're fairly exclusive though they don't really allow much uh, outside product in okay. um, so trying to break ground there okay is there anything you do over uh yeah maybe seeking a partner or two um, you know to kind of iron out the things that I don't do well um, I think you know having the fire to want to invent full-time uh, this is a side, you know, hustle for me, but uh, I would kind of seek out people in their field who may have developed other products, um, you know, guys like yourself who have been down that road and, uh, you know, sought trying to venture themselves with products, right? Um, so the licensing aspect for me is appealing, you know, after four years of venture. Okay. Kevin, thank you very much for sharing your, your journey. It's always helpful. It's never easy. It takes a lot of determination. It takes a lot of luck. But I think yeah, you have to do it a couple times. I mean, it's just like anything else. They hit a home run. you got to get up and swing the bat, I think. Absolutely. Taking that first step is critical. Um, you know, you will fail. You will have a garage full of extra product that you may or may not be using in the future. Um, but certainly, you know, learning each day and keeping that uh, fire going and not giving up is critical to anybody's uh, endeavor. All right. Kevin, thank you very much.